Well, we have some shocking data out from the world of car payments, and I don't even know how it got to this point. I mean, I, I guess I do when you look at the article, but it's still shocking nonetheless, and it offers up a very, very important reminder of how car payments work and why they can be so dangerous. The last couple of years have really distorted people's understanding. I see it quite a bit. I'll make some sort of car payment post on social media, and then people will reply back, yeah, Clay, but that's not what's happened. That's not what's going on, and those people aren't wrong. But what they're discounting is the fact of, yeah, but they're basing their information, they're basing their decision process on a, a very unique time in financial history with the pandemic and free money and all that. And now things, as the experts are saying, are returning to normal, which is setting people up for, well, there's a lot of bloodshed coming and I don't want to see you fall into that bloodshed because if you're watching this, uh, my channel, then I'm assuming you care about money management, you care about your finances, you wanna be a good money manager, and these are all bits of data that are certainly relevant to you in that pursuit. So let's take a look at this article and go through a couple of the key points. So from CNBC, share of new car buyers with a monthly payment of more than $1,000 hits record high. Now that is just crazy, $1,000 for a car payment? I do understand everything's relative, but still, really, over $1,000 for a vehicle payment is bonkers. Now right here, this is important because as we reach some conclusions and as we reach some causes to all this, many Americans are also choosing more expensive SUVs and pickups with all the bells and whistles, he added which can cost 30% more than the base price. Base models, while enticing in theory, rarely hit the street, Drury said, cautioning car shoppers to ask themselves if they're buying too much car. There could be a perfectly good substitute at about half the cost, he added. Now, I hope I'm preaching to the choir. I hope you're somebody that's saying, Clay, you state the obvious when you say this to me. I get it, all those bells and whistles, there's a lot of perceived value that comes with it, but do I actually need it to take me from point A to B? Of course not. I'm not one of those people, and good, I'm so glad. But statistics suggest that there's a chance that you may be one of those people. So please, please reconsider this, especially as we go into this negative equity portion that closes out the article, because I get it, maybe you're trying to impress somebody, which really doesn't make any sense, but I assure you, what is the primary you know, use of a car, of a vehicle, to go from point A to B? So as this expert recommends, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying we follow them just because they're a quote-unquote expert, but just mathematically speaking, you got to just really consider, are you sure I need all those bells and whistles? And then this is the linchpin of the article. Shelling out more to finance a car puts car buyers at greater risk of going underwater on those loans down the road as used car values decline. Drury caution. At the onset of the pandemic, consumers benefited from low interest rates and more importantly here, and elevated trading values, helping shield even more questionable financing decisions from resulting in negative equity. Now, this is the critical part. The reminder of why car payments are dangerous is because a car is a depreciating asset. Before you go, well, what about this? And if you get this, that's... generally speaking, vehicles are depreciating assets. They're going to go down after time. And what this person is saying and very accurately saying is 
I get it. During the pandemic and all that, you could say, what are you talking about, Clay? My car didn't depreciate. My car appreciated. Exactly. And that's the point. And that's what shielded a lot of people from some really, really sketchy financial decisions. Because we entered into this bizarre time and they saw, saw car values actually rising. And it, was, it literally became an appreciating asset. And in my opinion, that's got to be top three for me. One of the craziest things about all this is how depreciating assets all of a sudden became appreciating assets. And because of this, like I said, people made really bad decisions, but they were insulated from all the you know usual repercussions because of this bizarre times. But as this person is also saying, times are returning back to normal, meaning car values are starting to depreciate again. So when you combine that with the fact of, oh, let me do this, let me get more car than I need, let me have a car payment over $1,000 on something that is going to be depreciating, yeah, you're putting yourself in a very risky spot, a very dangerous spot. And then to close things out, but as we shifted toward an environment with diminished used car values, again, those cars depreciating and rising interest rates over the past few months, consumers have become less insulated from those riskier loan decisions, and we are only seeing the tip of the negative equity iceberg. And that's what I mean by more blood is coming. People forgot about this whole idea of negative equity when it comes to cars and vehicles because of the depreciating factor, and they're gonna get caught off guard. They're gonna put themselves in a world of hurt, and things are going to get rough. So if you are in the market for a car, all I can say is give it another few months. All this data continues to grow and grow and grow, which suggests there's gonna be all sorts of car repossessions and you could potentially get yourself a really, really nice deal. So if you can wait a few more months, six months, in my opinion, there's gonna be some fantastic deals out there because things are going back to normal. People are not realizing this. They're taking on, they're making very foolish, very risky loan decisions because in their mind, hey, the last thing I did, my car went up in value not this time around, and they're gonna wake up and they're gonna realize this in a very, very painful way. But for those of us that are disciplined, for those of us that are approaching and using data and understanding the environment, we are gonna find ourselves looking at some really, really quality deals. So yes, car payments, they're dangerous. This is why they're dangerous. Times are returning back to normal, so be very, very careful out there with any sort of vehicle payment decision that you will be making, and don't, don't be one of these people that is paying over $1,000 per month for a car payment. That is craziness. So I hope this helps. Uh, if you're someone that's in the car market, let me know down below. Uh, let me know, have you seen any craziness around you? I'd love to hear that in the comment section too. But yes, be very careful, be vigilant. Vigilant, that's not the right word. Be vigilant. I think that's the right word. Be vigilant. Let me know in the comment section. What am I trying to say right now? Be diligent, not, not diligent, uh, just be vigilant. I think that's the right word. Anyways, if you're still watching, you probably, I probably just lost all credibility for this video. Like, okay, everything this person just said is wrong. I promise it's not, but I, I do actually understand because I don't even know how to use the English language. But if you enjoyed this, minus that last part, hit the like button, leave a comment down below. And like I said, what am I trying to say? Be vigilant. I think, in your, car, in your car payment and your vehicle payment understanding. First off, thanks so much for watching the entire video. Real quick, before you go, I wanna invite you to a live webinar, web class, training, workshop, online event, 
whatever you wanna call it, but it will be me live revealing to you what I discovered that has allowed me to transform myself from being an employee to being my own boss, including how I had only one losing day out of 73 days in total. I'm going to cover three keys that have helped me unlock profitable consistency within the markets. The first key is super weird, but in a productive type of way. The second key is super awesome because it quite literally is wired into our DNA as humans, making it very easy to use. But in a cruel way, this becomes a pitfall for many traders. I'll explain it all though, including how to avoid the pitfall that it creates for some. And yeah, the third key, when you hear it, sounds way too good, way too, good to be true, but it's not, and I'll show you how it all works. Then at the end, I open it up for a question and answer session that is, again, totally live. Even if you can't make the live session, please still sign up as it will be recorded, and you can go back and watch the replay that I will send you. Click the image on the screen or click the link down in the description box so you can get the date and time and claim your spot, which I should note is limited due to the fact that this truly is a live event. If you have any questions, let me know. If not, I'll be seeing you soon.